Doc's podcast. I'm just going to give you a brief description. This podcast definitely is not a sports show. It's not a gossip show. It's not even a news politics talk podcast. But it's a hot topic, no matter what the subject matter might be, podcast. Uh, I'm not here to open your third eye. That's on you. You do the research. You read the books. You gain the knowledge. But I'm going to discuss with guests and sometimes alone any subject that I find interesting in the world, be it one of those matters or something else. Please call in to share your opinion live. You can share the show. You can subscribe. I can be found at iTunes, YouTube, and TalkShoe every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, Ned, how are you, brother? How you doing? I'm good. That's beautiful to hear. Beautiful to hear. Uh, right before I start, I just want to say I've also been added to, oh, my goodness, brain freeze to start the show. That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? AnchorFM.com. The show has been added to AnchorFM.com. And I want to give a shout-out to some people who helped me out on the last show. Anthony Pill, P-E-L-L-E. Check out his Facebook page. He has some beautiful artwork there. William Martin has a Facebook site called 300poundsofsportsknowledge.com. And then also to Citywide Sports with Cal One, N-Y-U-R, which is abbreviation for New York Underground Railroad. I mean, radio. Damn. Yeah, underground railroad. Okay, will you be watching the All-Star game tonight? Yeah, I actually got people coming over to watch it like it's a Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, I just want to give the people out there some alternatives. I don't watch the All-Star game. I don't watch the Pro Bowl. But we do have a Sunday night UFC uh, with Francis Ngannou. Cain Velasquez, four women fights. I love when the women fight. They never bullshit about They get to business, and it's always about business with them, so I love the women. I appreciate them. Also, Bruce Leroy is on the card. And then, if I'm not mistaken, the WWE has a pay-per-view tonight. Yep. Uncensored? No, um... I just know it's the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, Elimination Chamber. So there are alternatives unless you want to see a 195 to 186 basketball game, if you want to call it basketball. I don't even call it basketball. All it is is a um, all it is is going to be about 10 to 11 guys debuting their new sneakers. That's it. After that, nothing. And but they play defense of, the last the last two minutes of the game. <laughs> okay, so I should sit around for damn near three hours for two minutes of basketball. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that net. I always pass on it. I am this not. This is the last time to, you get to see Dirk Nowinski. Who cares? Dirk Nowinski has not been worth seeing in about five years. So I don't need to see Dirk. I don't need to see that. Uh, LeBron is hugging Kyrie. I'm just not that kind of homosexual. It does not matter to me. 
You know, I, I don't want to see Kevin Hart doing, uh, you know, overreacting to slam dunks on the sidelines. I don't need to see celebrity role. I don't but need did to you watch the dunk contest last night? No, I have, um, I have uh, NBA All-Star Saturday Night on TiVo. Oh, uh, well, I have it all on TiVo. Well, I will see the whole thing. I will see the three-point. I will see right. the uh, the uh, the uh, skills competition and the slam dunk. TiVo is great. I don't have to see one commercial. I can fast forward through it. Me and my wife could watch it together this afternoon, and we were able to go about our normal activity Saturday night without being disturbed by it. I, I do the same thing. But TiVo, do you have to pay a monthly subscription to them? Well, you know what? You're paying for the box. You're paying okay. for the box that has the ability to do it. And so okay. all you do, you know, I mean, I could tape stuff. I could be in Montana and hit a button on my phone and say tape that, it'll tape it. I don't watch okay. anything live because I don't like commercials. I just can't sit through commercials. I refuse. I pay, I pay these people a crazy amount of money per month for internet, cable, and phone. So Yeah, I was just trying to figure out the TiVo over the cable subscriber's DVR service. Well, that's basically what TiVo is. It's DVR. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. use, I guess I'm, old, I'm going old school by calling it TiVo, but it's DVR. Okay. And, uh, you know, now if you watch on demand, when you watch something on demand, you don't get the option to fast forward all the time, but yeah, I, get the, I get the uh, that that sucks big time. Who joined us? Somebody just called in. And uh, that does suck to me. But hello, who joined in? Good morning. This is Bones. Good morning, fellas. Great, morning. Bones. I'm, I'm glad to hear from you. Ned. There's something that I have to do because I definitely promised Bones that I would do this, and this is, like, uh, super important for me today. I want to ask some questions about the foster care system. Fix your phone, please. Make sure you have your phone because you're the star of the show right now. We need people to change some kids' lives. Okay? Okay, gotcha. Okay, Bones. First thing first, how does a person even, I mean, how do you go about even being considered to have the facilities to become a foster care parent? Well, um, if you have a, a child that, for me, it was a family member who went into foster care, and then you got to get in touch with the ACS, which is the Administration of Children's Services. And then um uh, printed some stuff out. They do a background check on you to make sure that you're qualified to uh, raise children. Uh, you know, so there's no issues in your household. Um, they make sure that you have your financials are good. Uh, you have at least 21 years of age. They do a home check of your house, and everybody in your house that lives in your house, all adults, have to have a background check. 
And uh, and then there are also two people who, um, you know, call up adoption agencies, foster care agencies to, uh, that's something that they would like to do to, you know, assist in the raising of children who are in the system. And I mean, you don't two, have to hire, like, a lawyer or anything like that? No, you don't have to hire an, a lawyer, not like adoption. You don't need an attorney can you, to... Uh, can you turn away a child that is... Uh, sent to you as a ward? Um, generally, um, you don't, you're not interview, interviewing the child that you're getting. You know, if obviously if it's not working out, you know, you could just say, hey, this ain't working out. You know, if the child is rambunctious or just, you know, an out-of-order child, you know, something you just can't handle. I mean, because I, I find it, I find uh, foster care interesting. I grew up with a lot of kids who might have been in the foster care system, and I probably didn't even know that these were their foster parents. Yeah, you know, and I was because I do know, I do know. I'll let you get. I do know one family who always seemed to have ten kids running. They they always changed. Like if you sat on the stoop three days later, be four different kids. Oh, then it probably you know? was. Uh, it probably was. There are 9,000 kids in New York City, 9,000 kids in the um, foster care system in New York City right now. That's all? And, um, yes. Uh-huh. And it used to be That's more. That's a pretty low number. To, yeah, they've been lowering the number. Uh, it used to be higher than I was looking from, like, 2008. They had... Um, um, 17,000 kids in the system. And everybody that's in foster care system is not actually going to stay there either. Some actually go back to their families, you know, their birth parents. And some, you know, some, you know, the parents are not able for whatever reason to take care of them while their rights were, parental rights were taken away from them. And, temporarily. Um, yeah, temporarily. It was just that they had a, well, I didn't have a thing, note, but like I said, it's 9,000 kids in uh, the system, and um, they have, I was just doing this thing, like how many churches or synagogues or places of worship in New York City, and there's um, 6,000 places of worship. My point is, is that, you know, when people talk about whether you're Christian, Muslim, Jewish, Humility and things for your man, you know, your fellow man. If the if the sermon on Sunday was about adopting and, and taking these kids, then there would be no kids in the foster care system. I agree with you there. I I I think the child in America and worldwide has suffered damage. That is, uh, that's why they become problems for other people later on. Because they suffer so much. Major problems, because also too, also too, the major the majority of the kids that are in jail, foster care. I mean, they, they, yeah, they come they coming from the foster care system. Do do foster kids kids age out? Yes, they do. Twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, so. I just learned something there. I thought it would have been 17, 18. 20, 21 years old. Yep. 
Now, another question. No, go ahead. Some young kids are taking advantage of um, the, the opportunity because they go to school for free. So there have been some young kids' success stories that were in forced to care, and uh, they went to college. They went to college for free. So they can go to, what, like City College for free? Yeah, for free. Did not know. See, you learn stuff when you ask stuff. Now, here's yeah, one that you got you to gotta kill. You got to kill this one for us because you're the only person that I can ask. People think that foster care parents are getting neighborhood wealthy taking these children in. Is that a myth or is it good? You said wealthy? You said, yeah, um, you I, said I didn't take... say wealthy, wealthy. I said neighborhood wealthy. You know there's a difference. Oh, oh, oh. Now, of course, now, like in anything, in any system, you're going to have people who, like, take advantage and <laughs> take on more kids than probably indefinitely necessary because they have a pay rate, a pay scale, rather. You have uh, the basic, you have special needs, and you have exceptional. And that's the pay scale. Like exceptional is kids that have uh, some serious mental, uh, uh, psychological issues, or they may be um, the ones that are severely uh, handicapped. And then um, that pays the most. And uh, then you have the ones that's special rate, like say if they like a special needs student, like in you know special education or something like that. Then the basic rate is just like your regular average child so it's like your regular regular average child pays about between about seven hundred dollars a month the special needs rate pays about i think fifteen hundred dollars a month and then your exceptional rate might charge like three thousand dollars you know <laughs> a kid right okay see i didn't even know that there was a scale yes in new york city yep and i don't and, and also too you know it's your time, you know, it's, it's, it's the critical part, you know. Um, you, you can't get your time back, you know what I mean? Because even if you are thinking you're being hood rich by doing all of that, uh, it's still your time. It's true. It's, it's, you know, yeah, your time, because you can't replace that, you know. You just can't say, hey, doc, I'm out. I need you to watch my kids. Net, here, here's my kids. I need to go. I'm going out. No. You got to be certified too to be able to have the kid to come into your house. You get a background check that'll be done on you as well. Mm. Now, uh, do they uh, visit regularly the state people? I wouldn't even know what you call them. Does the agencies make home visits? Yes, they do. They sure do. They come okay. and they check. And because um, when it first starts, also too, I mean, I should have said this too. You take classes. You take classes. You take all types of classes on being a parent, foster parent. You know, you take classes like, you know, they have CPR classes. Also, too, there's other family members. You know, people who are foster parents are all over there. You get to ask questions how your household is. But it, all types of things, like kids, some kids have been sexually abused, some kids have been bullied. Um, so all of these, um, you know, different types of classes and workshops are there for you and also to the, help you and, you know, coach to be a better parent as well. You know, or just to be or 
or just to be like, wow, you know, I didn't realize that. I didn't recognize those, you know, these things go on. So, people, that's Bones' superpower. Bones' superpower is that he can tolerate other people's children and help. <laughs> and I, you know what? Last week when, when we, we did this show and, and I asked you, did you have something to promote? That's why I wanted to take this time because I thought that what you do, I'm proud of you, brother. Well, thank you, brother. You're doing something that everybody can do. And you know what? It's, it's all right to pat you and your wife to pat each other on the back and say, you're making a difference in people's lives. And I think that's part of the reason we on this planet. Now, one more question. What about, do they also make the foster parents go through a rigorous physical to make sure no, that you don't have physically, to. you don't have to even do a physical? Mental oh, you evaluation? Know no, they don't do a psych evaluation. You do have to get a, um, a physical. You do have to get, provide them with a physical. And okay. Yeah. Hey, Ned. Before we move on, do you have any uh, questions about foster care that you like to ask them? Um, not really. I have my stepdad was like a, a foster parent for I want to say maybe ten years. Okay, so you're well versed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, now so I, we I, need I, to. No, I do ahead. truly believe. Yeah, so I, I truly do. Um, you know, believe that this is uh, my purpose. You know, because my mom died when I was young. I was 16 and had three siblings underneath me. And even though I wasn't, I, I wasn't uh, able to financially take care of them, I was there emotionally, you know, taking care of them. And then as I got, you know, because I was 16 at the time, and then when I, you know, was able to later on, then I was able to support them physically, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, financially. And then it just seems like after that, it just, my sisters had children before I did, or four, three of them. So I became the, you know, the, the, the father to them too, taking care of them, and getting on their cases, going up to schools, and and here I am now with uh, six kids in the house. Okay, yeah, like I said, superpower. That's a superpower, my friend. I do have one, <laughs> one thing. If, if say like you 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 have a foster child, is it hard when like, if they have to go back to their parents, how does that, is there emotional toll on you? Well, um, these are, mine's are family members. Oh, okay. So they haven't been anywhere. But as far as the emotional goes, thing goes, um, I don't let them go down there to see them. I tell them oh, to come okay. see them because of the environment that they're in. And I'm, and I'm telling them, like, listen, I'm protecting them. So... You're acting together. You're not spending the night. You can come see them as much as you like. So, and even if they were to go back home and things worked out, they would still be family and you still would be in their life. Yes. So it's not like they disappear off the face of the earth for you. Right, yeah. Because when people, because someone has said that to me, one of the parents, which just happens to be family, said you're doing it for the money. I said, there ain't enough money on this earth. To pay me to say I want to do it for the money, you know. Yeah. I work eight hours. Eight hours is over. If I work overtime, sixteen hours is over. And nobody's telling me I need to go to the doctor. I need to go here, take me here, take me there. It's finished. You you, you can't put a price on. Twenty four hours a day. Yeah. And see, that's why I asked you about the finances. 
because there's a misnomer that that's why people think that people do this. Nobody wants to give anybody credit for having a big heart, a kind heart, a, a caring and loving heart. That's the one right. thing you can't do. That, that is like beyond people's realm. They only see the dollar. You know what I mean? It's only the dollar. Now let's talk about something lighthearted here. It's going to mix two things in one. It's black people's politics, but it's really wrapped around Jesse Smollett and this complete and utter mess that he seems to be in today. I never liked the story from day one. I mean, day one. But it seems uglier now. I mean, how is he calling two Nigerians white guys? I don't think I don't think, I don't think he cause he was on Good Morning America and, and he said he never saw they color. He just said what they what they claimed had said. Okay, but then when his police report, he said that it was two white guys. Listen, this is I'm I'm just looking at those two brothers, right? Yep. Bow Wow took a worse beating from a chick. Then those two big black men gave Jesse. He had one little scratch that was like a, like the a quarter of one of your uh, fingerprints on. Like you know, you got the three. <laughs> think about your finger. Hold your finger in front of you. You got those three little blocks, right? Yep. It was a quarter of one. I think those two dudes could do more damage than a cut the size of um, less than a paper clip. Damn, I don't believe Jesse fights that good. I just don't. Me neither. And it, and it was a polar vortex out there. It was like negative 30. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's, you know, that's when you need to go outside and get a, a Subway sandwich at 2 a.m. Oh, I'm going to get a salad. Yeah, I think he, that's what it was. He, <laughs> I'm going to get a salad. The, he's doing the LTVGT community and himself no good with this. I mean, you know, and, and the reason I say black politics, because we're so quick that when anything happens, we get up in arms about somebody did something to one of us. We don't do our due diligence. We don't take five minutes and say, does this shit even make sense? Does it right. make sense to me? I mean, like, well, I, think, I did see a lot of people questioning his, that whole story. More than I, not, I thought I would see. Not the celebrity world. He jumped to his defense. Oh, no, like the celebrity world. You know that. Instantaneously. You, you know the celebrity world. They jump on everything. Now, we had this, I must admit, this week, this was super entertaining to me. Okay, first you had the Katy Perry supposedly blackface shoes. I don't even fucking know if that was her intentions or not. <laughs> The shoes are just butt naked ugly. Yeah, they're ugly. <laughs> I mean, even the white right? man was ugly. Yeah. Yes. But the Floyd T.I. 50 Cent. 50 Cent is an absolute beast. That letter that 50 Cent wrote that supposedly was some kind of uh, message from Floyd was hilarious. <laughs> Bones, have you seen it? Net Boy's laughing, so I know he's seen it. Have you seen yeah, the bones? Might have lost them. Okay. 
Yeah, he, he fades in and out from time to time. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I said, have you seen that 50 Cent's letter? Yes, I did. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Now, T.I.'s yeah. uh, fuck nigga song, that, you know what? He made some great points. He made some great I mean, yeah, points. He made, I mean, and he called Floyd out. Cause Floyd has never been on the right side of racism. Uh, pretty much in the past five years, at least. I don't know before that, but he's been on the wrong side every time. But yeah. Floyd, did, Floyd did something yesterday that was the smartest thing that I've seen Floyd Mayweather do, like maybe ever, other than make money. Floyd Mayweather must have hired a writer. Yes, yes, yes. Instagram post for him. I wish Trump would take the, a moment of his day to hire a writer that good because we know that Floyd did not make that message. He didn't have that sentiment. But the sentiment in the letter was fantastic yeah. about the hypocrisy of all these guys. I mean, because 50 is the same guy that's going around proudly saying Ooh, how much he hates his son. Why do you so much You know? Yep. And now we got R. Kelly back in our face for the 52nd time. Supposedly there's another videotape, but... The cops have supposedly had this thing for over a week. What would take a week to arrest somebody if they got a tape of him with a 14 year Yeah, I don't, I mean, it came, this report came from Michael Avenatti, so until he brings something out, I'm like, I'm, I'm not interested because he seems like he likes the press. And he needs to be covered seems. from that, um, he needs to be covered from that, um, that supposedly domestic dispute he had. Michael Avenatti is the, the lawyer that um, Stormy Daniels had hired. And he was on yes, all the shows and stuff. So until he come out with a tape, everything else, I, I can't believe what this guy says. Yeah, so I'm, I'm taking that with a grain of salt also. I'm, I agree with you 100%. Now, uh, I have some uh, YouTube stuff. Now, Bones, Net, y'all in the parent world. You have to do this by yourself if you do this. I recommend a YouTube channel called Love, Live, Serve. They do this thing called Inappropriate Music in the Library. And we are talking about the world's filthiest songs where a guy sits in a library full of students studying and he puts his he, he, he hits play on his uh, laptop, and these songs come out. And the words to these songs, I don't recommend the rest of the site, just the inappropriate music in the library. Hilarious. Some of these songs are hilarious. This is this chick called Cupcake. C-U-P-C-A-K-K-E. And Cupcake is filthy, dirty, but she is actually a very good rapper. <laughs> Words are filthy. I do not listen to this in front of anybody under a certain age because every other word is going to be MF, CS, FFF. But it's hilarious. I even watched these with my wife and we were rolling. Because it's not just the songs, it's the reaction of people that are sitting next to you. I mean, you know, so I, I highly recommend that. 
check it out. Cool. I spent a lot of time on YouTube. That that this is I'm telling you, love, live, serve. Inappropriate music in a library. If that doesn't make you laugh, then maybe you're just having a really bad day. Yeah, I spent a lot of YouTube has become my second home. I, I, I inadvertently took a job that uh they don't have any work for me. So it's been since uh September I've been like just sitting there watching movies and stuff. Okay, you have anything to recommend from the YouTube world? Because I just don't do you guys too. No, very much. I just there's no real channels. I'm just listening to, like different interviews and different skits and stuff. So it's not nothing like a particular channel. Other than that guy I did okay. mention last week, Scooter something. I forgot his name. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get it before the podcast is over. See what me with the YouTube and. Uh, I think Facebook has opened up this thing called Watch that be on like the right hand, left hand side of the screen when you go to Facebook. Yeah. You can press this button that says Watch. There's nine million people redoing the same shit that nine other million people are doing, so it's redundant. Redundant. Yeah. People try to. Everyone wants to be into that famous. Yeah, and some people don't care what they do to get there. Yeah. You know. I think this is why we also have all these amateur porn sites, people uploading their videos. Listen, I don't even know what porn is. I, this is the biggest mystery in the world to me, other than the real mysteries, this is just bullshit mystery, is how does porn even support itself? It's so free. How does it support itself? Where's yeah, the like, money coming from? I remember a few years ago, they had this uh, porn based off of the Pirates of the Caribbean, and I think it cost them $100 million to shoot. So I was like, well, how do they generate that money back? Yeah, but, I mean, you don't even have to pirate porn. Or well, matter of fact, it's to the point now that me and my wife, and this happens to me all the time, and I get pissed off. Like just the other day, I put in something innocuous. I mean, it, it wasn't even porn. It was something like bats. Bats and balls, and on my screen pops up. I got this big fifty-something-inch 4K TV. My wife comes out the kitchen, and it's dudes taking in the ass in baseball uniforms. Sounds <laughs> like you can't even you can't even put the simplest terms in you who you you Yahoo search and click on images. I was like, damn. You can put Disney films and porn pop up, and it's free. I mean, you you know, no, you have to be a real sick bastard to sit through like thirty, forty minutes of porn. That means you're insane. You need to lock, get locked up somewhere. You got a problem. <laughs> most people, most people only need two to five minutes at max of porn. Anything more than that, there's, there's something wrong with you. Maybe they have a really good storyline. Man, that you a fat shit. <laughs> who who watches porn to start? You got porn. Okay, two people addressed. Porn stars, two people addressed. That's just boring. Boom! Let me move up to the case. Come on. You know, you, what, 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 what am I wasting time for? Matter of fact, I don't even want to hear your voice, dude. You <laughs> shut up. She shut up. That's a thing called mute. Because you don't want that coming out. Matter of fact, the inappropriate uh, library guys, they do stuff like that. Just have a porn site playing in the background 
for no reason while they're in the library. Oh, they have this guy, uh, Q Park. He does, like, different things on YouTube. <clears throat> and he had this one skit where he was watching virtual reality porn on the train and with, with one of the earplugs pulled out so other people could hear what he's watching. Oh, man, that was <laughs> hilarious. That was hilarious. Is that also the guy that does a lot of nice things for people, Asian guy? He's Asian guy. I don't know if he does a lot of nice things for people, though. I know he yeah, does, he like, dances and gold stuff diggers. like that. He does also gold diggers, and and then sometimes he just hooks up like uh, he'll show up at like a, a high-end restaurant and act like he's a homeless guy and then have a Lavadini pick him up. Well, I did see some videos uh, like that, too. I think, it's a different, now, I think it's a different guy, though. Oh, okay. Here's something that hit hit my family not too long ago. And we, this needs to be addressed, and it really needs to be addressed uh, in a serious type manner. We have got to, start letting, we got to start letting people know in our families, our friends, GoFundMe is not life insurance. It is no form of life insurance. Say that again, what is it? GoFundMe is not a oh, life yeah. insurance policy. This shit has got to stop. It's got to end. It's embarrassment to family. Matter of fact, like I said, I didn't even know that there was a GoFundMe. I lost a relative not too long ago. I didn't know that there was a GoFundMe page for my relative until I went to Bones Facebook site. And I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me because... The people in my family knew not to tell me that. Because oh. I would have lost the gasket. I was like, what the fuck is this? You live your whole life. You have multiple kids. Nobody could pay for an insurance policy. Pay for I, damn I, insurance. I feel, like, <clears throat> I feel like this in this generation, everyone knows that that's the place to go to now. Like, oh, I don't need it. I'm not worrying about life insurance because I'm not the one to have to deal with that expense, which is a dumb way of thinking because somebody got to pay for you, pay for it. Well, you know what? I don't, my funeral I don't, costs about eighteen dollars. I don't think that no, I don't think that they go into the site for um, that, you know, to get funding for the funeral. I just think they just one, are just lack of a better word, ignorant to how um, life insurance policies work. You know, I think it's a couple of reasons. One, people are afraid, you know, your mortality. And then some are just, like, ignorant to the fact that, you know, this is going to help, you know, two things. It can help pay for your funeral and also, two, it can replace the loss of income, you know, to your family. I mean, to me, like you're saying, it's just asinine. Even our, even our parents and grandparents and the older elders, they knew – let me take care of my my, fin- my uh, final arrangements, God forbid, that so nobody would have to pass the bucket, you know, handling yours, you know. But yeah, this but right my mom here. Has a, my mom just have a small policy just to cover funeral expenses. It ain't yeah. nothing like to leave the kids. But if we were right. younger, she had a higher policy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah this like group right here. I think of it like that. Yeah. This group right I here. Have, yeah, I have man. I didn't know they were using GoFundMe for funeral services. Bruh, sure they, they use GoFundMe are. for everything. One, See, I had a first somebody, of all, no, they had a GoFundMe for vacation. Yeah, some people are using, taking advantage of the situation. 
Say I got, I don't have a sister, so I could use this fake sister. My sister passes away. I set up a GoFundMe to put my sister, you know, send my, help me send my sister home. I take the money and I go to the Bahamas with it because yeah. you don't know what I get with the money. But it, you know what? I want people to start getting embarrassed. I, I want us to, I want black comedians, people in power to start actually shaming other people and not just black people, anybody using it for this because it's just stupid and it's ridiculous. Well, you see Look at that thing with the, the white guy and the fake homeless guy who set it yes. up so they could get all that money. And then yes. to find out they, they set that up. Oh yeah, yeah, and they were they were from down here. They were they were in uh, cahoots together. Now, yeah, and uh, they, they probably would have wouldn't have got away with it if they didn't start being greedy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. But you know what? You can't you can't trust anybody in a den of ISIS. If everybody's a thief, they're all thieves. So, but uh, I, I I think that there are some good things for GoFundMe. A family gets burnt out of their home. They got four or five children, and this is a way for them to get back on their feet, clothes on their back. I, I'm with that. I'm not against GoFundMe. I'm against GoFundMe for funerals. And see, me personally, like I said, my funeral should cost about $500. Shit, my wife could take that out of her fucking uh, purse because I'm going to say, listen, Nobody ever gave me an $8,000 box to sit in when I was alive. Man, burn me. Burn me and throw me in the garbage somewhere. Matter of fact, take my ass back to Brooklyn and sprinkle me on the ground. Hey, what are you doing, lady? Oh, that's my husband. He wanted to be sprinkled over here. I just want to tell you guys. Great show. I can't talk. This is Cal. What's up, Bones? What's up, Doc? Good morning. Um, I've been, hey, I've been listening back and forth since earlier, since the foster care. As you can hear, I have an issue. Enjoy the show. I'll be listening then, fellas. <laughs> All right, have a good okay. Morning. All right. Take care. You right. can relate. But you know what? It's, it's, we, we got this thing, though. It's, uh, there's this old movie about a black lady. I forget the name of it. She had a white daughter, but she was from Louisiana. And her whole thing was when she died, she wanted to be buried in a gold casket. And have, you know how in Louisiana they had those bands go through the street, you know, jazz bands? That's all she wanted her whole life. Now, she lived a broke life her whole life so that she could afford to have this elaborate funeral. Because I guess people think that St. Peter says whoever has the fanciest casket they get to the front of the line up in heaven. Yep. You know, they did it for my father. They did it for my father. You know, that was the dumbest thing they could do. Six kids. None of us got any money because they wanted to spend it on a, a lavish funeral and casket and stuff like that. And 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 six hundred dollar shoes. Boy, you're gonna be the well, the best dressed dead guy in yep. Stacy Adams out there. You know. I don't give a damn. Put me in a sweatsuit and whatever sneakers I didn't wear and burn my ass and get it off. Because here's the thing. If you live your life in fear that you're going to die, you're going to be scared every day of your life because we all are going to do it. Oh, even to get burned was a few grand. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I have life insurance. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, yeah, not even, I'm, 
My wife has me covered, and that got me covered. Yeah, so they're using, they're using GoFundMe now as, like, the new social services, <laughs> new welfare. Yes. And my nephew said, just put his ass in Potter's Field. He don't care. Yeah, what the hell? He, you know what? His spirit is, is what it's about. You don't bury the spirit. Put it this way. You know what I want to do? If I would, if, you know, they, they, they'll shut me down in an hour. I want to go fund me so I can get Jordan 9, Jordan 4s, Jordan 11s. <laughs> go, I want you to see me in these Jordans. But the thing is, see, GoFundMe does know that there's limits. Like, you know what, we will shut down some stuff. Like, there was an idiot who had a GoFundMe to build a wall. You know the fucking dude collected a mint of money? Yeah. A mint. Yeah. GoFundMe to build a wall. You said if the government won't do it, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Man, I watched, uh, let's talk about this because it came back. The Walking Dead came back last Sunday. I haven't mm-hmm. seen The Walking Dead in... Has it gotten any better? It was brutal. Brutal. I sat there and I played with my phone the whole hour. This little girl is now roaming around freely outside the compound. She's about 42 pounds. The biggest thing on her is her father's hat. And it's oh, big wait, three fifty-seven. Oh yeah, Judith is now running around by herself. No grown-up. Nobody's looking for her. She gets to do whatever she wants. You know, I'm like, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to get into it with the Whisperers and Negan, and Negan finds a leather jacket, and naturally the shit fits him like he had a tailor make it for him. Oh, Negan's back too. Damn, I've been going. I've been going for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not recommending you come back. Nah, I'm done. No, I'm that's, done. Now I'm a big Walker Dead fan, but with little Judith being out there on the road and stuff like that, it's just asinine, you know. Yeah, but she's out. She's out there on the road it's, because of yeah. That's asinine. I mean, she has a nice character. Her character is nice, you know. But you gotta remember that call. Carl was doing that too, though. But yeah, Carl was at least teenager. What is Judith? This girl is about. Old? This girl is about like eight or nine years old. Is, is Maggie still there? Because I know see she got her own show on ABC. So no, they like, haven't even explained why she's gone. Oh yeah. She's gone, and it's like no, who cares? Matter of fact, Maggie's one of the biggest characters in the damn comic book. She runs the hilltop. Yeah, yeah she's. She... They explained her. They said she went off with the the the, the friendly lady. Remember, the lady oh, okay. there with the two the two gay girls. That's that's where they said that she was with. That's where they said she went to. Still mysterious. I am watching another show. I think it's pretty good, especially for people of uh, my age. You, you, Shamar, uh, uh, Soul Train people, I can't say anything about, but there's a show called American Soul about Don Cornelius starting Soul Train. Yeah. 
It's a good show, but one thing I did find out, I mean, episode three, the show makes Don Connelly seem like a real dickhead. <laughs> like, unlikable. <laughs> he, he has not done one thing in three episodes that you say, okay, this is a good guy. But the show is interesting. So, I mean, I, I meant to take that. I, I recorded Boomerang, but I forgot about uh, the Soul Train one. That looks horrible. Yeah, that, that industry, show looks so bad. That industry, you have, to be, you have to be a certain way, I think. The main is, thing. is there anything like the movie? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm not going to watch it. First of all, that kid from Everybody Hates Chris, he don't have the look to pull it off. Everybody in the cast looks ugly. Boomerang people were pretty. I mean, the damn women look good. Uh, what's his name? Eddie Murphy was, you know, at the height of what was going on with him. Hey, what is that? That's crazy sounding. Like we have a a, a ghost joined us. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not with I'm not with the boomerang. You know what? I try to stay away from anything that's like on TV one because it's low production. It's like, okay, let's find 10, 11 black people that's not working anywhere, not even at commercials, and we'll put them in our show. Because who was, who was looking for that kid from uh, Everybody Hates Everybody Chris? Hates Chris. Yeah, and it's not the lead uh, kid. It's not Chris. It's the brother. That's how I feel yeah. about the production from Family <laughs> Business. Pretty good show, but the production is just bad. Mm. I'm like, oh man, this is this is this is crazy. So, but I'm always looking for new TV shows. I mean, I'm going to, I'm actually doing my best, and I'm going to gut out these last three or four episodes of Gotham. Damn you, bones! <laughs> Damn you, you drive me bombers completely out. <laughs> and I got dragged back in, and now I, you know what? I'm like, I gotta finish it now. I gotta see where this goes. Bane looks horrible. There's a show that started this Friday. I mean, I can't recommend it yet because I only saw the one episode, but so far so good. It's called Proven Innocent, and Kelsey Grammer played uh, is like one of the co-stars playing like a corrupt um, attorney general. So far, so far it's, been, it's only been one episode, so. <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm in there. I'm in there for that. I have that TiVo, so that's on deck. And that and uh, How to Get Away with Murder, which drives me absolutely crazy because I don't oh. see how women can watch soap operas, but I'm watching a soap opera, so how dare me talk. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's only 12 episodes or something like that. Yeah, you know, how dare me talk. Well, guys, Colin and Eric Reed got their money. Yeah. They got that financial yeah. And let me get that signed in NDA. I want to know what, what, I really wanted to know what the hell was in it, the deal. Don't you ever say a word about anything. That's yeah. it. <laughs> collusion, collusion, collusion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, knew, we knew the deal. Now, what I don't like is, the uh, people on the outside yeah. who telling uh, Colin to not take it. Right. Well, yeah. Because here's the thing. We said this a million times on this same podcast. 
We really don't know what the fuck was on Colin's mind the last three years. It could have been about the dough. It could have been about, I don't know what it's about. Because he don't speak for himself. He don't speak. Well, he's got, I think I think that's the whole point of that. I think he got a book deal coming out, a book. So if he don't speak in the book, then it's going to be like, what the fuck was the whole point? Listen, Nat, yeah, but if he speaks in the book, every dime he gets, he's going to be sued for. Oh no no! I'm yeah. not talking about the collusion. I'm talking about uh, I'm not talking about the case. I'm just talking about everything else. Yeah, because I'm gonna tell you now, man. I love Colin. I respect Colin's stance, the initial stance that I did understand. But we can't have the bar so fucking low that if you grow an afro and you put a fist up, you're now a Black Panther. No, you gotta do some shit. <laughs> I mean, all he did was grow an afro. What I didn't appreciate was when people were like, oh, boycott football. But I'm like, he's, if, 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 if a team would have called him and said, yo, I, we want you to play, so then what, you go join football, you go start watching football again? That makes no sense. I wasn't yeah, so, boycotting shit. You see, football didn't do anything to him initially. He just made a stand about a... a, a a situation, occurrence that happens in you know, America with you know black men and injustice, injustice or whatever. And so after the players started protesting with him or for him, you know, then they made a big deal about it. So the NFL didn't actually do anything to him until after yeah, Trump. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and that Trump also. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and if Trump didn't stick his nose in it, it would have died. Probably would have died down a little bit. But he forced to play his hands, own his hands by getting himself involved in um, a local issue. And I'm like, when people yeah. say the league is racist, I'm like, okay, nine, let's say ninety percent of the players in the NFL are black. So are yeah, you it's not just the coaching. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing that everybody, it's amazing. Colin Eric uh, Eric uh, Reed at mm-hmm. one time you know Malcolm Jenkins with the hand. This whole time, there's a man named Marshawn Lynch who did even worse. The motherfucker sat down the whole time. He never got suspended. Trump never mentioned his name. He don't give a <laughs> fuck. He get in a drop of trouble. He didn't lose a sponsor. Actually, he got a TV show out of it. Mm-hmm. It's like Marshawn is on, he's the Teflon Lynch. Well, look, uh, Kaepernick couldn't get a job. Kareem Hunt got signed by the Browns. Hmm. Well, we knew that Kareem wasn't going to be out long. Hey, man, this for you, Ned. Uh, did, had you heard any other news on Jimmy Uso? Oh, no, nah, I haven't heard. Besides that TMZ report, and they tend to have a, they've been off of Twitter and Instagram since that happened, so nothing. Yeah, you know what, man? I, you know, I'm a driver. We're all drivers. I don't like anybody getting behind the wheel of a car intoxicated. That shit is. Wait, wait, wait. His wife was driving. That's, but she's the one I'm talking about here. Oh. You know what? You driving up the wrong side of the road. But she drunk? Because they, they didn't they didn't cite her with uh driving uh 
uh, with a DUI or anything. They only arrested Jimmy. Then what the hell would cause you to drive up the wrong side of the road if you're not intoxicated? I'm just guessing. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I've I never rode the wrong way. I did it. I have never rode that. I made a left. <laughs> I was on covered traffic. I was like, oh, shit. I mean, yeah, I've done a lot of things. things. If you're unfamiliar the with the road. streets is a little different from, uh, from uh, Manhattan. Our one-way streets look like one-way streets. Y'all's streets in Brooklyn could be as small as a one-way street in Harlem and be a two-way. Yeah, but I have never rode the wrong direction. You know what? I think as you go by parked cars <laughs> and you see that they're facing towards you and you're going the opposite direction, something's got to click in your brain and go, the fuck am I doing? Yeah, but there's in Detroit. It might have been no cars on the road. Man, okay. But they in some own little block. Here's the deal. Well, the Detroit streets that was vacant. <laughs> you know what? Now we're saying that two people are complete idiots, Jimmy and her, because... Well, you know, Jimmy was if she, toasted. However... Yeah, if she's it, wrong, he, he's supposed to correct her. The only thing say, I do baby, say is, I don't know how valuable, like, I want to hear more of the story because if you see a big black guy get out of a car and start taking off his shirt and, 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 and try to square up, mm, I, I think a cop would have probably did more than just arrest you. Yeah, but they said he did calm down. You know what? Oh. Motherfuckers see those tasers. Tasers will light your ass up. You don't have to be shot. A taser could change a day. So when you think about the taser, because we don't know what kind of pranks him and his friends have done on each other. You know, pro wrestlers, shit, somebody might have actually had a taser and he's seen somebody get stunned in front of him. You know, so. He's had trouble before with, like, DUIs and stuff, so they need to probably watch his uh, drinking. Yeah, man, uh, drinking and uh, being on the road is, is horrendous. I don't like it. I think it's the worst thing. I think that people should really uh, not do it. I, I know personally, I know that there's limits that they tell you that you can and you cannot drink. If I'm going somewhere and I'm drinking, I don't drive, period. I got money. Yeah, I get a fucking Uber. Well, now. I'm not getting no Uber, but I will hire, I will get in a cab. <laughs> you know, quite simple. Get in a cab. Now you got... This generation has Uber, Lyft, you know. Yeah. You know what? It's uh, funny because I just saw a meme and it was like, back in the day, your parents told you never to meet no one off the internet or never get in a car with someone you don't know. And now that's basically what Uber is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a different day. I mean, it's such a different day that I seen something funny the other day. A man, or I guess around my age, gave his two little kids, they had to be about 8 and 10, he gave them a uh, tape deck and said, play this. They were trying to put a USB plug in the tape deck. It's a tape. And then I was like, where the hell is our headphones go? I was like, these kids, well, put it this way, these kids wouldn't even know how to use a rotary phone. So we had a paralegal on my we had a paralegal on my job. She fresh out of college. She ain't know how to open a CD case. <laughs> the mirror was like, 
what do I do with this? And they like, uh, she, he took the saran wrap off and just opened it like a book. And I'm like, you can't be that fucking dumb. Ain't You'd no be way you be that damn dumb. Well, you know what the kid said, too? He said it has no touch screen. It has no touch yeah. What am I supposed to do? There's no touch screen on this thing. So this is a toast. We know it's a different world when two-year-olds can handle electronics because it's built in them now. It's built in their system. You know, it's born in them. Now, before I get out of here, I want to say one thing. Uh, I want to talk about one thing. And I really don't even want to come down by talking about Trump, what is I'm the hardest working president ever. When I think all he does is golf, tweet, watch TV, eat hamburgers, and then repeat the next day. So, you know, that's, that's what he does. Golf, tweet, eat some burgers, shit, probably like a, a, a wild animal. I don't understand, look at though, how, like, the whole party, like, of Congress just let, stands by and just let them run amok. Yeah, well, he, he, he runs a month. I watched that speech the other day with the... Uh, National Emergency? Yeah, lunacy. He's just sitting out there lie after lie and didn't, <laughs> didn't disrespect the other presidents by saying they signed the National Emergency for less than... You know, George Bush signed the shit for 9-11, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obama signed it for the Ebola breakout. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're signing it for a wall that's not going to stop anything. Yep. Yeah. Where's the caravan at? Where's the caravan of people? Uh, they said, imagine if uh, Obama would have signed the national emergency for the school shootings. People would have been up his ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got mad at you him for wearing a tan suit. <laughs> you know what's amazing about that too, man? We I, we can't let him get off the hook on this. The man we talk, we was talking about Floyd Mayweather's great speechwriter. This guy had such a bad speechwriter. He he says that um, what he said people of faith basically abolished civil rights. Yeah. I mean, how do you read that and say what the fuck did I just say? I mean, really. I also think if they give him a speech, he's probably going to go off. He probably won't read it or won't go fully with it. And he has trouble pronouncing some words. So he doesn't want to look like a dummy. He doesn't want to look like... That shit done fail, man. It's it's about three times around the world. And then we still got this Virginia asshole with his indentured Mm -hmm. servant's uh, statement last week. What, I don't know what's going on in VA. It used to be considered like a yeah, Charlotte liberal is state. Like <laughs> yeah, VA is a, I mean, <laughs> the top three people are in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, damn. What do you do? You got a racist, a rapist, and then another racist. So who the hell do you make the governor? Yeah, and Pence comes from Indiana, and they're terrible. <laughs> so. Listen, I lived in Indiana. I lived in a, I lived in a place called Kokomo, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And Kokomo, Indiana sounds about as much fun as it sounds like. You see rabbits, field mice, and then I had the displeasure of going to Notre Dame a couple of times, mm-hmm. where every kid there thinks they walk on water. 
But Indiana is not a place on the map that I say, you know, if somebody gives you an opportunity, say somebody gives you a chance to double the money that you make today for a job in Indiana, try to find a way to live on your present salary. And turn that down. I thought the only black people in Indiana was Mark Jackson and Reggie Miller. Well, and then there's shithole Gary. Gary is horrendous. <laughs> you think you've seen the hoods. Oh, my God. Gary's bad. You know. Now, I need you guys mm-hmm. to do me a favor. This is a, a bone of contention that I have. Because I think that this white splaining thing has reached the point where it's an epidemic. And mm-hmm. I have prone to dislike liberals. I mean, really, dis- I think that liberals are just, they're just as bad as straight-up racists, but they're just cowards. They're too scared mm-hmm. to tell you they're racist. So they yeah. try to use trick knowledge. Now, I want you to do this one thing. If you see a video that's coming past your YouTube, Instagram, or any form of social media, and it's a white man or a white woman explaining the black plight, do not share it. Dissect (laughs) what the person is saying and do not share it. That's the problem. These guys are getting three, four thousand million views. They're making buku cash off the black community from their clicks. And they're telling us how we should and what we should do when nobody's ever lived our experience. That shit's got to end. We, we got to stop that. So don't be guilty of passing it on because it's misinformation. That's like me telling a kid how it is to live in a project that I never lived in the project. You know what I mean? Yeah. How am I going to tell him how it is to live in a project I never lived in a project? That's why when they made uh, Ben Carson the president of, I mean, the well, HUD, I'm like, this dude never lived in public houses in his life. No, I'm on the Yeah. Like, how can Ben Carson manage the whole housing development <laughs> and never, never, never had a struggle, really? Yeah, that's true. Nah, they knew a lot of black people live in houses, so they put a black face up there. You know how that works. <laughs> well, I'm like, he was okay. a doctor. Why not make him attorney, uh, surgeon general? Well, that makes more sense. June. Say this. Yeah. Say you come from a household mm-hmm. where your parents made sure you had dinner every night. You can't explain to somebody what it is like to go to bed hungry. You don't know. It's yeah. not your life. So if you if it's not your true story, <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to tell that story. And and we're at fault. There's this one guy and he really pisses me off. It's some shit called redneck somebody or another. This fucking guy's got millions upon millions. As a matter of fact, I've seen people on my Facebook who are black, who call themselves woke, and with it, share videos of this red, and his fucking name is Redneck, and all he does, his whole scheme, his whole hustle, is telling black people how and what we should do to change how everything's going with us. He tells us how to deal with cops. He tells us how to... uh, <laughs> raise our children. He tells us uh, what is this? How you should save? How you should open stores? And I'm like, I've never seen your ass in bed style when I was coming up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never seen anybody like you. 
Now, today you can go to Bed-Stuy and see people look like redneck country. Yep. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, there was no redneck country walking on Reed Avenue, Malcolm X Boulevard. It just didn't happen. <laughs> you know? But I, 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 that's just a favor I'm asking. I'm not just asking June, Ned Boy, and Bones. I'm asking anybody who could hear me, stop passing on that bullshit. Because could you imagine could you imagine if Louis Farrakhan started making a series of how Italians should live videos? They'd be up in arms. Yep. Yep. They'd be up in well, arms. They already up in arms on him. He can't say nothing. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like they want you to even if you know if you if you know him personally, they want you to denounce him. Like just your beliefs and my beliefs don't have to be the same, but I can still like you. Yeah, but he's he's one who confuses the hell out of me. I must admit, I I, uh, I have a buddy who shares a lot of Louis Farrakhan uh, stuff. The man confuses me because I've never seen a Muslim talk about Jesus Christ so much in my life. <laughs> Well, I just I, mean, read, I just saw that they have, uh, and this is just from what I see on TV. I don't, I haven't like studied it or anything. That they are cool with the Scientology people. Yes, they are, and and you Which know is, what? That that's crazy to me. Well, you know what? Something set up by a pedophile, L. Ron Hubbard, and I remember yeah. when I was younger, I almost got the book Dianetics. I, I was intrigued because the commercial was on all the time. Like, commercials were lit. Hmm? Commercials were on fire. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was like, I got to get this Dianetics. It's going to change my life. Thank God I never got the book. The yeah, sad time. The, what the hell is that? I was going to go to one of the meetings uh, downtown because, you know, the, it was, they show you, like, this video. They pass out pamphlets. And on the pamphlet, it's like, they're like, oh, come check out this movie. And I'm like, oh, this is like a dope movie. <laughs> then I looked on the back and it was Scientology. I was like, oh, nope, that going there. Yeah, the Scientology part, uh, get where they get it from. I mean, as far as the connection because of the, the fiber center thing. Because when, 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 when back in the day, the fiber center days, and everybody was, it was a trend, you know, and they, you know your lessons and all that. They, was, they have a lot of Scientology into that. Yeah, and let's not forget, uh, his, his sect of... Uh, Nation of Islam, they believe in this uh, spaceship that's going to come get them. Yeah. So if really? you're talking about people who believe, yeah, 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 uh, they believe a spaceship is going to come, grab his people up. I mean, well, let's not forget that Christians have the rapture. So he has the spaceship. He has a yeah, spaceship. Yeah, if anybody has the time, I, I would say look at the – Leah Remini did a Scientology and Jehovah Witness and Scientology and in the Muslim um, Nation of Islam um, for her season, this season of Scientology, that Scientology show she has. It was two pretty good episodes of, about that stuff. Yeah, so you know, I had to I had to study all that stuff. You know, I had to study that. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of like into it. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be the wheel. And yeah, this wheel-type spaceship is going to gather the people. And so all the groups that kind of believe in 
we were only we were created by aliens. So we don't really exist, people. We were like created by aliens, and these reptilian aliens are going to come back later on and either make us food, because that's all we are is ants, basically ants and roaches, or they're going to save some of us. The only thing but, that I don't get, which is so weird, they believe in that when you die, you come back to Earth. So I'm like, didn't um, Hubbard die like 20 years ago? Yes. He hasn't been reincarnated yet? Well, he's no longer. He's now, um, he's now Justin Bieber. Mm. Oh, and you know, he, he has, came back he and better. his way back to Scientology yet this. Yeah, 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 he's Justin Bieber or, or whatever hot kid is out there, you know. We, we, right, we were talking like, about this. Go ahead. Just like when the Jews be talking about the Messiah and stuff coming, and it would be a certain day, and then it, that day comes and nothing, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I don't crap on anyone's religion, but it's just certain things that I just, I just can't see myself believing in. To me, religion serves one good purpose, one good purpose that I can think of. If it could take a dirty, low-down individual, and I'm talking about a filthy, dirty, uh, a person who abuses others, steals from others, uses drugs, quick to kill, harm, shoot, stab, and takes that person and makes them level-headed, a good member of society, then that religion, whatever it is, even if it's the religion of Bugs Bunny, it's done its job. But it's mm-hmm. when it takes that same individual who's already the lunatic and makes them even crazier. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, I, what I, I mean? Like, when it like makes for, that person for... make even crazier, then I got a problem. Yeah. Rappaport, was that you that just did that? Yeah, it was. I'm just sitting there amusing myself while you guys talk. Oh, that was, you know, he freaked me out when I see, I'm sitting there talking, guys, and this big. You like that? Oh, just popped up. Does Jesus love me too? And I'm talking about this green, big, ugly Hulk is in my face right now. That's pretty cool. See, now, if this is 3 o'clock in the morning, it'd be scary as hell, but. It's the middle of the day, so it's, it's cool. What? I got another talk shoe running, and people come in, and they sit there, you know, and work. Look, I don't know if they're expected to be amused or what, but uh, they get a taste of my sense of humor, and they leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole, whole lot you know of real brave souls out there on Sunday morning, all those, all those fearless church-going people types. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I thought I thought I'd join in and see. Hey, yeah, well, you know, you know what? Um, you know, Doc in New York. A good thing, man. Go yeah, ahead, you know, in New York, Doc, they got two sets of um. You know that when they was talking about the Grand Rebbe, you know the sect that was on Eastern Parkway and uh, Kings okay, Highway. Okay, the uh, I'm sorry, Kingston Avenue. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so they broke off. They broke off when the father died because you know how we're supposed to go. The um, the oldest son is supposed to get the uh, you know the inheritance the right. from the father, right? But but he didn't do that. He gave it to the younger son. 
So they split off, and that's how you got those the sect from, and they became two different um, groups. Um, you know, the ones from Williamsburg, and the ones from um, out there in, um, on Eastern Parkway in Sunset Park. Well, uh, let me let me say Almost. this about them. This this is a little off kilter what you're saying. I mean, they might have something going on, but I want you to you too, Rappaport. Go to YouTube and put in a city dancer. If you want to see some people boogie, you'd be shocked. They boogie. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. I've been to one of their weddings. They actually, I was like, damn, I never could imagine them being able to dance so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went to a friend of mine. He happens to be an Orthodox to do it. Went to his wedding. Had the best time, one of the best times of my life. It was, it was a wedding. It was great. Yeah, I mean, they don't dance with the women, but they booked Right. I was like, yes. look at these dudes, man. I was like, this dude looked like he spent his whole life in the club. <laughs> yeah, I went to a Jewish, yeah. Italian wedding. The the groom was Italian and the bride was Jewish. So that wow. Was interesting. Yeah. Somebody got this on. <laughs> Now that's that's quite interesting. Yeah, and my segue was with that group there who broke off because um the rights wasn't inherited. It's the same thing with the how you got the Sunnis and the Shiites. Um, Muhammad didn't give the the rights to the elder son; he gave it to the younger son, and then boom, you know, they split off and split it off, and and you got Shiites and Sunni Muslims. Yeah, those. You know Jews are, are uh, God's chosen people, you know. Uh, you read their read their religion and read what gets pumped into their heads from day one, you know. They yeah. are chosen by God to rule the world, and they are the only real human beings. That's, that's the thing, that, you know, kind of the linchpin for the entire nation of Judea. We're all, we are all just animals. We do not have souls. They are the only ones who have souls. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. uh, you know. I, I mean, whatever, whatever you want to believe is what you want to believe. But uh, it's it's certainly working for them. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, they they uh, they're right at the top of the old pyramid. There, you know, they're they're the upper management, just below the all-seeing eye. Where and, are uh, where are you located? Where do you live, state-wise? I'm in Washington State. Okay, I, up here. Well, I, I, I tell you mm-hmm. what, Rapport, uh, you go to New York City, and they live, they don't all live well, trust me when I tell you, and all three of these gentlemen can confirm that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have, they have, yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't all There's live well. There are certain sections, but yeah. you know what? Well, they are, New York, they, they are all your on a world they are building, they're building yeah. settlements. They're building their settlements there, just like they are, uh, you know, in in Palestine. You know, and, you know, it's it's an ongoing process for them. But but even so, yeah, they're uh, those settlements are beautiful. Uh, they have their own uh, police force, taxpayer funded uh, police force, just just for them. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they're suffering too much, to tell you the truth. And if, if they, what if kind they of show are, do you do? Uh, just uh, general talk. I like the truth. 
I like telling the truth, and I think I think the truth is uh, about the only religion that's worth a damn. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? The truth is, uh, it might be a bitter pill, but you know we have to learn to swallow it. Oh yeah, we're all slaves. We're all slaves. I mean, been like that from day one. You know, we just we uh, if if the whites have have done anything, they've forgotten their place. They've gotten fat and lazy, and uh, become relatively useless to you know in the eyes. If you if you think at it from the uh, the slave owner's uh, perspective, it all makes well, sense. They, well, since we met, uh, unfortunately. Since we met y'all, it's been that way. Fat and lazy. And and we've been the mule, so and and not a lot of well, yeah. things about yeah. that. Yeah. Well the the white man's day in the in the in the limelight, you know. Uh the uh H N I C position is uh, definitely changing rapidly. Okay. Gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm not going to deal with that much longer, so. Especially after the HNIC. Don't tell me that white people are slaves like we are. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'll put it to you this way. What makes you in bad shape in this country is they get to use their color for privilege because not not the, and the privilege is that they get to hold other people. They use it as an advantage. You get it? Yeah. Yep. Four of us are sitting in a waiting room to interview for a job. We all got on the same suit. We all got degrees from college. But that that white kid has the advantage because we have to prove we're not something. He doesn't have to prove shit. You know what I mean? He has to sit there. We have to prove that, no, we didn't get where we are because we're criminals, this, that, or the other. You know, we come yeah. from something decent. Yeah, this is this even happens in, like, law, like as far as law enforcement and justice and stuff like that, because you take a white guy that shoots up a place, he doesn't have to prove anything, you know. They 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 can arrest him without trying to kill him. On the other hand, with us, I mean, even if we, there's, there's no way that we can prove that we don't deserve the treatment that they're gonna give us, right? Well, <laughs> so we're never gonna we're never gonna get the mental health defense. They automatically, right. by the time they write the story, the kid has emotional problems. Well, gentlemen, it's Sunday. I want y'all to go out. And have a good rest of this day. Enjoy the All-Star Game if that's your thing. Enjoy wrestling if that's your thing. Enjoy UFC if that's your thing. I hope the weather is nice. Bones, I appreciate you allowing me to talk about the foster care system with you. That was very important and special to me. I really appreciate it. No Maybe problem. one of my favorite shows. <clears throat> that boy, you know I love you calling, brother. Talking to you is like, Talking to an old friend. I don't even know if that that's still with me. But uh, I'm going to wrap this one up. 
Uh, anybody else got anything else to say? And June, thank you for calling in, man. I always appreciate you. Yeah, man, no problem. <clears throat> Doors always open. Well, gentlemen, let's get out of here, okay? All right. Later, fellas. All right, man. Peace, man. Peace. And like I like to tell you folks, each time before I close out, just peace to you and yours, okay? Peace. Yep. All right.